views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive By. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. I just want to say to everybody, it is super, super, super to be connecting with you all. You know, this is really a time for me of enormous gratitude in so many, many ways. Um, You know, gratitude that I get to connect with all of you year after year. It's really amazing. Gratitude that I get to hang out with Mr. Benny. Hello, Mr. B. How are you today? Doing awesome. Uh, Happy holidays and post-birthday and all the other goodness uh, out there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's really, I have a little funny story to share with you before we introduce my guest. And I'm going to move my microphone away from my mouth. Uh, uh, I was talking with somebody the other day, Benny, and they said to me, oh, man, you got to have a nickname. I mean, you, of all people, don't you have a nickname? And I said, yeah, I, I got a nickname when I was young, but th- then I started doing the radio show. And, and it's interesting. My producer, Mr. Benny, started to, uh, uh, you know, call, come up with a couple of other names for me. And so they said, well, what is it? And I said, Pistol Pack and Patty. And I thought, I'm going to attempt just to ask Mr. Benny about that. Isn't that an interesting, interesting conversation? And the, the gentleman that was asking me about it, Benny, said, oh, I'm just going to call you Pistol. And I thought, Well, you are. Oh, you're like a little pistol. You're like, like a, little a little pea shooter, like a six shooter, you know? Yeah, uh, just like Those little snub nose. I uh, forgot what those little guns are called. You know, the little ones you can hide in your, like, sock or whatever. Exactly. A, re- now, uh, a Derringer? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah, y- I mean, it's really interesting. And he said, well, what was your other name? I said, Pat the Brat. He said, oh, I like that one better. Well, that's another <laughs> code name for the gun, too. Little Brat. That's another one. Or is that a Subaru? Oh, that's a Subaru. Oh, the Brat. Subaru I, I think brat. I just let, uh, what did they say? I think I just opened up Pandora's box. I saw it, just like, oh, boom, there it is. So just know, Benny, if your ears were ringing, I was talking about you. They were feeling a little warm, yes. <laughs> Benny and I have been together for a long time, and life is good here in old radio world. We've got a great show for you guys today. Love this. And, you know, here's what I want to say about this. You know, um, Benny has been my producer. Linda's also our producer uh, and scheduler. And the minute that we caught wind of who Dr. Linda, Bend- Linda Bender was and is, it was not even a question at all in our minds that we wanted to feature her work, we wanted to feature uh, her book, and we wanted to have a conversation about some of the most informative, 
heartfelt stories that I have heard in 11 years on animal wisdom. So today we get to talk with her about animal wisdom, learning from spiritual lives of animals with this amazing author, this animal advocate, and somebody that, you know, this is what I love. This is what I love. I think there are many quotes out there about, you know, what a dream really is and how we live our lives less than living our dreams. Well, here's what I want to say about my guest today. This is about taking a dream and taking action and applying it. And when you are passionate about something, as Dr. Linda is, when you're passionate and you are renowned as an animal advocate, an educator, and a lover of the natural world, this is a conversation that has to come to the forefront. This is an energy and a force that must be brought to the forefront so that each and every one of us can take a look at our lives and understand what it is in this absolutely incredible animal wisdom that is so begging to teach us how to live together on this planet. And so if you don't think that environmental consciousness is attached to spirituality, or if you don't think that animals understand how to live with the land and be part of a force of nature that is kind yet forceful at times, that is wise and at the same time innocent, then this is a show for you. Linda is a certified instructor uh, with the Chopra Center, as well as someone that's lectured on animals and healing. Um, But beyond all of that, how does this grassroots champion of animals, both domestic and wild, How does she take that message out into the world? Well, right now, today, we're going to talk about the book, Animal Wisdom, Learning from the Spirit Lives of Animals. I love this. And by the way, Dr. Jane Goodall says, animal wisdom is a thoughtful and inspired exploration of the ways in which animals can help us live our lives more fully. I want to say about it, if you read this book and then decide to map out a course of action for yourself in the world based on what's in this book, you will do amazing things. Uh, Linda, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very touched by your words. Well, I got to tell you, I mean, you know, many of us who have been out in the world and have, uh, you know, have had the opportunity, I will say, I'm going to say honor, had the honor of working with the indigenous people um, of this yeah. country and, and, and learn so much you know, things, and I'm a girl, I have to tell you, I'm a girl from the Bronx. I grew up where, in a place where there is not much grass, right? Yes. So yes. how I got to be here, probably going to have to do some past life work to figure that out. But your story is a bit different. And I would love to ask you, when did you realize that you were being tapped on the shoulder or hit by a two by four? That this was going to be something, your connection with the animal world was going to be something that had to be your life purpose. Right. Well, by the way, I'm a Jersey girl. (laughs) (laughs) I moved to Jersey, so we'll have to talk. We'll have to talk story about that. (laughs) Yeah. So even though I was, you know, raised in a suburb in New Jersey, Mm -hmm. um, my family house was on the edge of uh, 
a farm, and there were some, some wonderful woods there and an apple orchard. So I had the best of both worlds because I was, you know, 25 minutes from New York City and then at home was in the country. But to answer your question, I spent more time and, um, you know, nicknames. My father called me Nature Girl. Um, of course, when I was older, I was called the vegetarian veterinarian weirdo. So we need to pay attention to the names we're given, <laughs> the nicknames oh we're given. Um, but I was asked once after a lecture, oh, maybe six years ago, because I've been speaking on the relationship of uh, sacred relationship between humans and animals for a long time, as well as being a veterinarian and et cetera, et cetera. But this woman came up to me and said, when did you, you know, when did this happen to you? You know, I love your stories, but what was it like before and what changed you? And I couldn't come up with an answer for this woman. I could not remember a time when I was not intimate connected with animals, and I spent a lot of time thinking about it, and I came up with a very early story, like five or six years of age, and I believe it opens the book, Um, and it's about me rescuing a little bunny outside, and how I took that little bunny inside and kept it in my arms so it could feel my heartbeat overnight, and the bond that developed was so deep and so rich and so connecting me to all of life, it was an experience that Mm -hmm. became part of me, and I never questioned it, because when kids are little, they they understand that truth is just truth. We don't question and close down. So it's been with me all my life, and it has deepened over the years, because love never ends. You know, it continually deepens, and it deepens to this day, and about five years ago, is when I, quote, was knocked over the head. I was in Mm -hmm. South Africa and got the distinct message that this needed to be put out into the public and that the wonderful things and experiences and knowledge that animals had taught me throughout my life was not meant for just me. And I got the clear message um, Mm -hmm. that it was time to teach what I know to human beings. Yeah, I, you know, I have to tell you, there is, you know, there is, is there is a, a part of the book, which I, I want to ask you about here, if I could, and we'll talk about it when we come back from break. But I really love and not just there are several places in the book, where you talk about this, this hierarchy, the spiritual hierarchy, uh, you know, where about God, it's source energy, and what the pecking order is, and what our relationship uh, could be if we allowed it uh, beyond mm-hmm. what we call our humanness. And I would like to yeah. talk with you about that because I think it is so important to kind of begin the conversation with that. You know, I also sure. don't think it's any mistake that, you know, we're seeing more and more, um, um, let's just call them hospitals, medical places, you know, that care for our, our, our aging population now start to bring in, you know, these amazing animals for love and compassion. And if we're Mm -hmm. smart enough for that, why don't we understand the place of kindness that must happen for animals in the world today? We're going to take a short break. Boy, we've got a lot to talk about in the show today. Uh, And I want to say we'll give you the website uh, that you can find out more about this. Lots of information uh, right here on the show. Thanks to the brilliant, brilliant work 
of Dr. Linda Bender. We're going to take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the show. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, remove your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Speaker, teacher, channel, clairvoyant, Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst who channels a powerful energy from source to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Step into more inner and outer leadership in all facets of your life. This means being the CEO of your own destiny. Imagine a life of what you say goes. Lynn Brown, the host of Winning at the Game of Life, is going to help you activate the power in being present, owning your space, and harnessing all of your energy during her full-day workshop, Own Your Leadership, Own Your Life. Get ready to own your body, your relationships, your work, and your life. Lynn and co-facilitator Wendy Wolf have teamed up for a body and spirit experience that will transform you forever. Every person will receive two 20-minute sessions of body or aura work, amazing content, and a full one-hour healing session with Lynn or Wendy. Lunch is included. Space is limited. Sign up early and get an additional 20-minute session included. To register or for more information, contact Lynn at ruintuit.com or call 844-BE-INTUIT. Workshop is January 31st, 9.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. in downtown Bellevue. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellnessone.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellnessone.net. Hey, everybody, welcome back. I just want to say to everybody here, look, if you want to find out more about this amazing book, what a great book to have for the holiday season and even beyond. Um, You can go to animalwisdombook.com, animalwisdombook.com. Incredible. 
um, this is the kind of book, uh, you know, Dr. Linda Bender, Jordan, you know, Linda, this is the kind of book for me that I think about this. And as I was reading it, I thought, here's my mind process, and maybe you can help me with this. I, I started to read the book, and I started to think of all the, chill, the young people I know. And I started to think, what if I could put this into, into the hands of, you know, a seven-year-old? And then I thought, oh, wait a minute. She's not really reading yet. But then I thought, what, if I, what would happen if, if this got put in the hands of people that want to be inspired about their life passion, about how to be with animals? And then here is my thought. A seven-year-old knows how to be with animals, Right. And I started yeah. to think a little bit as I got, as I went through here, you know, this is something that when we when we step into the world of thinking and feeling, what do animals know, Linda? What can we learn from them about the hierarchy to that and how that relates to God or source energy in terms of where animals are in that level of paradise? Yeah. Yeah, well, I talk about that in the book, and yeah. we have to remember that animals are different. We, I, you know, this anthropomorphizing of animals is not my thing. <laughs> animals share many of our same emotions, feelings, drives, um, a common Rolodex of emotions. They fear and suffer like us, but they're they have their own uniqueness. I, a lot of Lindaisms, and one is a species-specific genius. You know, every species has a genius, things they do and are better at than any other, as humans do as well. But, but the difference between us in our culture is that we have just taken ourselves so far away from the world that animals exist in. Animals exist in a consciousness that is intertwined with source. It is not separate they live in that space. They don't question it. They trust it. Source is everything. Source is their food. Source is their nature. Source is everything. And so they have a different way of experiencing life. Even their auras, you know, I've heard people, you know, speak of auras, but their auras are even larger. And then you compare that to the indigenous cultures, the indigenous humans, and they are still aware of all this and still connected. Um, I've studied and lived with cultures here in Australia and spent a lot of time with the um, Kalahari San people uh, mm-hmm. in South Africa. And you know, it's hardwired in us to have that connection, but we've just forgotten it a bit. But mm-hmm. we can easily get it back. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're changing? Do you think um, that the consciousness around animals is changing? Do you think we're becoming you know, more in tune with what we are, um, you know, what we are really needing to learn from our animal friends? Mm. 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 Well, it's, it's a complicated question because there's, I was speaking to my friend Rupert Sheldrake, who just mm-hmm. last week, I was in London, and we were talking about, quote, the word change. Mm-hmm. And change is on some level excruciatingly slow, but what Rupert was saying, you know, in the science world, you know, the world is, quote, changing more than it ever has, mostly human-driven. Um, so things are changing uh, on many levels, but you have to remember there, there are many different levels of consciousness in this world. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, I'm reminded of what Carl Jung once said. Carl Jung once said, those whom the gods cannot lead, they drag. So we are changing. We are experiencing the consequences of our, um, mm-hmm. our the changes that we are creating around us. So the animals evermore, evermore now are trying to help us on some level um, because they see, they know and experience the suffering that we are creating to them, but they also see how we are suffering. And the separation from, um, separation from nature, they can't comprehend that. They are, they see how excruciatingly, um, miserable we are as humans and so they want to help us as well as themselves Mm. um i was very i was really struck by and you know and 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 this is something that was so absolutely uh blueprinting for me in reading the book is I was struck by when the beginning of when you talk about you know what animals want us to know and you described a scenario uh i think you were on a train or you were on a bus uh, but clearly, you, your life was in jeopardy. And I was so struck by right. what you were starting to remember, right? I mean, yes. because yes. I didn't know where you were going with this. But the reason I bring it up is because I wa- I'm from New York. And what I was really struck by at 9-11, and, you know, we spent time at the detox center, you know, back in in Manhattan, looking at the people, the firemen, oh. the policemen that were devastatingly toxic from the cleanup. And I asked about yeah. the dogs, because if you watched any of the film or the footage, right, you saw yeah. that there were dogs of just about any kind you can imagine, that were there and rescuing. And, and yeah. so I would love for you to talk about that moment where your life, you know, was in jeopardy and, and this absolutely unconditional love that can happen with our connection to animals, mm-hmm. even, even mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from the point where their mm-hmm. lives would be at risk. Mm. Wonderful. Uh, it's just such a wonderful question or point that you bring mm-hmm. up because we in this country, again, in this culture, we're so riddled with fear. We don't discuss death. We hide everything under the rug. We're terrified. We live in fear. What animal? One of the things that animals try to teach us in the wild, uh, directly I've worked with the white lions of Timbavati, but right here in, you know, with our dogs and cats, they teach us that fear is not the way to live. And when we when we open ourselves to addressing really what life is about, we become less afraid of things that are life-threatening and, and, and death. And the end result, and I'll come back to that story, but what, sure. what happens when we are less afraid of, of death and things that go on in this world, we are then less fearful of living. An authentic life. Mm. And so I spent so much of my life learning that from animals. And I was on a bus. I was in Indonesia um, minding my own business. A local bus didn't speak the language. And suddenly someone pulled a gun. And the uh, I didn't know what was going on. The other passengers were screaming and yelling. And you couldn't do a thing. I couldn't move. I couldn't jump. I, there was no point to kick into fight or flight. Interestingly enough, it didn't happen. And the gun uh, 
for some unknown reason, just seemed to be pointed right at my forehead. And, and I thought for a moment, this I don't know what's going on. I don't understand. Somebody's crazy. There's a gun going off, and it goes off. If it goes off, I'm gone. So maybe some summing up was due. And on some level, my life flashed in front of me. And what yeah. the question that came to mind was, what value has has my life been? What is meaningful to me at this very moment, which could be my last? And what came to mind is I flipped back to riding my horse bareback in South, um, in East Africa, mm-hmm. and the beauty and the love and the connection that we had. And that's what came to me at that very moment, that life is worth living when we can reflect on beauty and meaning in our lives. And I believe on some level, Jetem was there with me. So it was a, a validation of my life, what's important. And, you know, what I'm reminded of is uh, something that St. Francis once said. And the quote is, remember that when you leave this earth, you can take with you nothing that you've been given or received. You can only take what you have given And that's a heart that's been enriched by service, love, sacrifice, and courage. Mm. And when we live authentically, that is what comes to us in those moments when we're in danger. And that's what I believe happens to those wonderful service people who are helping in the animals. They're living life's real purpose, and that's serving others. And courage takes away fear. Yes. Yes, it does. Wow, that was so beautifully said. Let's take a short break. When we come back, I'm so thrilled um, to have Dr. Linda Bender joining me here today. Animal Wisdom is the book, Learning from the Spiritual Lives of Animals. When we come back, we're going to talk about how animals are important to our ecology and what the science might be to animals, how they operate, how they can always find their way home, and how Mm -hmm. brilliant they are in detecting things that are going on in us. It is as if they are so channeled right to the divine, and yet we do not listen. So hopefully when we come back, we're going to find out ways, because certainly Dr. Linda has lots of them in the book. We're going to find out ways that we can become more in tune with our animal friends, and more in tune with our own lives and our own spiritual uh, spirituality. Let's take a short break here on the Dr. Pat Show. We'll be right back. Hi, this is David Zarza. And Philip Zarza. And we're the Sophisticated Guys. And we're here with your tip of the week. It's a fact of life that life goes on whether we feel ready for it or not. Change is inevitable, but growth is optional. This week's sophisticated tip of the week is to help you make better decisions for yourself and your life. Start by clarifying a question or decision you need to make. Write it on a piece of paper. Read it to yourself five times as you drift off to sleep. Then notice what answer, insights, or guidance you get by the time you awaken. Trust what you receive and make that decision boldly. Remember, this technique also works with meditation. 
Learn more or schedule a session by visiting GetSophisticated.com. That's G-E-T-S-O-P-H-I-S-T-I-G-A-Y-T-E-D.com and call 206-420-8660. Once again, that's 206-420-8660. Step into more inner and outer leadership in all facets of your life. This means being the CEO of your own destiny. Imagine a life of what you say goes. Lynn Brown, the host of Winning at the Game of Life, is going to help you activate the power in being present, owning your space, and harnessing all of your energy during her full-day workshop, Own Your Leadership, Own Your Life. Get ready to own your body, your relationships, your work, and your life. Lynn and co-facilitator Wendy Wolf have teamed up for a body and spirit experience that will transform you forever. Every person will receive two 20-minute sessions of body or aura work, amazing content, and a full one-hour healing session with Lynn or Wendy. Lunch is included. Space is limited. Sign up early and get an additional 20-minute session included. To register or for more information, contact Lynn at ruintuit.com or call 844-BE-INTUIT. Workshop is January 31st, 9.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. in downtown Bellevue. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. Anxiety can attack or creep up on us at the most inopportune moments, which makes us feel powerless and out of control. However, anxiety is a basic feeling that is created by our mind. Understanding some do's and don'ts about anxiety is a first step to demystify this emotion and regain control. The more we know about a challenge, the more we can find ways to overcome it. Welcome back, everyone. Animal Wisdom, learning from the spirit lives of animals. You know, Linda, can you take a moment and just let folks know, I mean, I know you've got so many things happening in your world. I'd love for you to let folks know the best way they can find out more about you, about your workshops, about your work, all of the above. Would you take a moment to do that, please? Um, the best and easiest way to get hold of me is go to my website, which is lindabender.org, mm-hmm. lindabender.org. And on there, it's pretty much got all my mischief that I get up to. Um, it's got information on everything I'm doing. My calendar is not, it's in the process of uh, being made up for 2015, but I am going to be around the country. I'll be in England uh, touring, giving workshops, lectures. That's one aspect of my work. Um, I'm also I also offer uh, individual counseling for animal advocates. I work on burnout. I work on people to gather their uh, gifts and treasures and how to express their uh, treasures out into the world. I do that individually. I do it in groups. And I also am working with Rupert Sheldrake. Um, you can also find on there. It's called Unexplained Powers of Animals, and I'm collecting stories. And we, I, You said you wanted to go into that a bit. Yep. Some of these unexplained experiences that people have. And the purpose of doing that is because mainstream science says, oh, no, intuitive psychic connections, oh, no, that's not real. Well, it is real. And everywhere I go, every time I get on an airplane, I hear people's stories. So what what is thought by mainstream dogma to be 
uh, paranormal is, in fact, really normal. It's actually paranormal not to have those experiences. So I'm collecting stories, so I encourage people to go in. It's easy to do, submit a story. And the other thing I'm doing is my charity work. I have a, a nonprofit from the heart, which works with wildlife and also with uh, companion animals in this country. Um, and people can go in and learn more about that. So I'm a busy lady, but there's a lot of work to be done, and we need everybody. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. Well, let's talk about this uh, paranormal, as they call it, psychic, as they call it. But honestly, mm. anyone that's ever been close to a an animal of any kind, yes. right? You know, exactly. there is a connection that goes beyond the connection. And, and we know it. Uh, some people say it's love. I actually think it's more than that. And I would love to hear mm. from you what you have discovered and share some of those stories that you have in the book. Yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, it's um, again, you know, the intuitive connection. We are all energy and information. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a, a, a TV interview with Deepak Chopra, and he mm-hmm. was having fun. And he said, well, where do you draw the line, if you do, Linda, about you know who has soul, who doesn't, who, what's intelligence, what's consciousness? And I said, there is no line drawn. Mm. You know, all life is soul, all life is consciousness, and that connection is there for all of us. And, and a lot of it we just don't understand. We know it happens, and there is so much data if you go online, scientific data showing the exist, proving the existence of um, psychic phenomena or psi, you know, whatever you want to label it, it's there. And the critics, just the skeptics just really don't take the time to uh, look at the evidence. Um, so if you do, it's there. Uh, so we don't always know why. But what Rupert found in his exhaustive um, uh, studies, and this man's a Cambridge scholar, he knows how to put a proper study together, um, that the intuitive connection is so, so frequent with animals. Why doesn't it happen 100% of the time? And part of that is that there is not the emotional bond. So mm-hmm. part of it is that, yes, we're all connected in this way intuitively, and we can we can do it, but perhaps we don't want to. But the strongest connections come when there is a deep emotional caring love and those are a lot of the stories you uh you understand and you hear and i have in the book about animals going through all sorts of things to uh reconnect with their with their human companions uh one of my favorite stories is the one back from world war one and these are documented stories right um i can share it briefly if you'd like yes to. please that's yeah, it was a story of a dog by the name of Prince um, living in London during that time of World War One, and the man of the house was sent off to France to fight in the war. And after he left, his dog Prince became just so depressed, wouldn't eat, um, and then disappeared. And the soldier's wife, she just went crazy looking for this this dog. She uh, looked for weeks, couldn't find him, and finally sent a letter in the post to her husband saying, I'm so sorry, you know, but Prince is gone. And she received a letter back from her husband saying, "Uh, not to worry, Prince is here with me in France. 
as somehow that dog managed to make his way from London to the coast of the country to somehow get across the English Channel and find his friend among half million soldiers on a battlefield riddled with exploding bombs and shells. Now, wow. amazing. Isn't it wow. extraordinary? It is extraordinary. And, you know, part of this, you know, this is really the follow-up that I want to talk about because you really go through the book and, and, and discuss this in detail. You know, many people would poo-poo that, right? And I'm sure you've been in front of them. I can only imagine. Oh, sure. I can only imagine what it's like to be in front of a lecture that you're doing, right, with all the naysayers in the room. Uh, but, you know, I mean, not yeah. that not that I wouldn't I would do that. But you and I in the world that we live in, we present some information that a lot of people would look at and say, you know what that you know what, Dr. Linda, that is like a complete coincidence. That's like one story, you know, yet. OK, you're going to you're going to love this question yet. Yeah. An entire number one. Are you ready? Number one television series number one for years was about a collie and a boy and every story every week week after week after week was about this lassie dog right yeah Yeah. that could do no harm and then there were other stories that came out so how do we or how do you help us bridge the gap between what we think we know, and what we can learn from these incredible animals, whether they're dogs, cats, elephants, whatever. Right. Well, what I do, um, what I do personally, I can't speak for others, but but what I teach is not my own form of dogma or my own, quote, opinions. What I teach are my personal life experiences and because I've had such rich and long experiences with animals and the sacred relationship with them and nature, I have many stories to share. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that's really all that we can, any of us, do, is teach what we have learned through our own personal stories. And if people don't resonate, then they don't resonate. Mm -hmm. I only offer what has been my own personal experience. With, of course, now I'm a scientist as well. You know, I'm on a mystical path and an intuitive understanding, but I'm also based in science. So I have a healthy skepticism. I am not naive. So I try to balance the two, and I've really never had in my life, I get asked this a lot, do you have problems with your science background and your mystical and intuitive side of you? No, I never have, never had a problem. And I really think we're wasting a lot of energy having these arguments. We uh, are. You know, people we need are. to work together. We are wasting there's, a lot of energy. And, yeah, and you know, and part waste. of this is it doesn't matter. You know, I mean, some people say that, you know, you and I live in a in a part of the world or we live in our own lives where we're completely immersed with stories like this. So we're different. But we're not. I mean, you we're could not. probably go to where I grew up in the Bronx Go down to Hunts Point yeah. and talk to anybody that's got a dog, and they will talk yes. to you. It doesn't matter from what walk of life. They will talk to you about a connection. Right. right. Or any child. Any child. Or a child. Um, so yeah. let's talk about, uh, for a minute if we could, 
I, when we come back from break, I would love to talk with you about this beauty of love that we share and what happens, what happens when our animal friends pass on? Yes. Uh, what happens when we begin to get to that point in our lives? What is the relationship we have with this circle of life uh, and that you talk about in the book? And what happens with this love that simply goes on and on and on? And, you know, you also talk about practice dying. There's so much here mm-hmm. that you talk about that is so heartfelt. Hopefully, we'll be able to cover some of it, but it's all about opening the heart. This is a fabulous yes. book, everyone, Animal Wisdom Learning from the Spirit Lives of Animals. Incredible. There's so many lessons in here. If we simply picked one, two, or three, definitely our lives would change. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. In retirement, will you outlive your money? It's a common question for people approaching retirement, but it doesn't need to weigh on you. Ask Ameriprise Financial Advisor Jeff Packman about the new Confident Retirement Approach. You and Jeff can break down retirement planning step-by-step to get the real answers you need. Call Jeff Packman, Financial Advisor, today at 425-453-0272. Office is located at 601-108th Avenue Northeast, Suite 1800, Bellevue, Washington, 98004. The Confident Retirement Retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., member of FINRA and SIPC. Put a little in your life with Keys. Keys Clear Protein Waters have 22 grams of smile-making, attitude-adjusting protein in every bottle. Did I mention its tongue-tingling taste? Not just another guilty pleasure. With Keys, you'll enjoy every low-sugar sip and freedom from gluten, lactose, and GMOs. Who needs the fountain of youth when you can find Keys on Amazon or at Keys, K-E-E-S, please.com. Put a little in your attitude with Keys Protein Water. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Laura Longley Show, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. Call the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Pat-Show.com for listening times in your area. 
Hi, I'm Leslie Fontaine with Sheer Alchemy on Transformation Talk Radio, and here's your tip for the day. What is abundance? It isn't the same to all of us. So what's your personal gold? Is it the full expression of yourself in business or in love or in the creation of a book or product? or the service you offer, all of the above. When we step into allowing our joy that corresponds with our essence, we are literally coming out of the closet and making new choices. We look and sound different. We don't even talk about the same things anymore. We have a new spark. So wouldn't it make sense that it causes ripples and earthquakes around us? When you shift, you affect everyone around you. You're teaching people to step into all that they are, and they will come to you and say, what have you done? What makes you different? Join me on Sheer Alchemy on Transformation Talk Radio, and let's go deep with your abundance. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. There's so much that uh, I could talk to uh, Dr. Bender about. Animal Wisdom is a book, Learning from the Spirit Lives of Animals. Uh, And I think that this is, you know, Linda, thank you so much for joining me here today. Uh, You know, there are so many things we could talk about, but I so believe that if we have a conversation about our human values and, you know, the passing that happens when you know our animal friends move on or what we yeah. think about it or how to go about it um and the connection of that mm. and it doesn't matter if it's a dog uh or if it's my parakeet or as benny and i and i yeah. have shared a goldfish together there's something that happens that right. you talk about so beautifully and i'd love for you to touch upon that here today mm. well you know it Again, we are all energy and information. We're all connected. And when we begin to open in the heart, we realize that all life is intertwined. And, and all life is, is equal. And we have these beautiful animals we bring into our life. And we're all pack people. We're meant to be together. They're family members. And so often I'm asked about what to do, what to do when uh, a beloved companion dog or cat or whatever is coming to the end of their lives. How do we address issues like euthanasia? You know, what do we do? And I tell people, you know, animals live shorter lives than us, and they're often our first, in our culture, they're often the first experiences we have with death and dying. And these are very, very huge issues. And... Mm -hmm. I tell people, don't worry about when you're going to euthanize an animal. You only will do it when it's necessary. And have faith that between you and the loving bond you have with your animal, you will know. You will know. And the other thing that people share with me all the time are how to go about it and whether or not to be there with your animal companion at the time they're leaving, leaving this earth and i tell people 
you must not let your animal die alone. You must mm-hmm. be there. I know it's hard for you, but you must be there. And if you absolutely cannot for some reason, have someone do it. Be there for you. But people express to me their their only deep regret after and years later is that they decided not to be with their animal when they were leaving. That's the biggest regret of all. Be wow. there. Be there and share that 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 experience that is teaching. You know, death is really fear of change, fear of letting go. And again, St. Francis taught, make Sister Death, as he referred to death, make Sister Death a friend. And, you know, we experience many deaths all the time. We lose a job. We lose a a friend. We lose a jewelry. Uh, It could be anything. We, you know, we move our homes or take it. These are all experiences of a type of death. And when we become more comfortable with death, life becomes more rich. We're, We're not as afraid to live when we're not as afraid to die. Death is part of life, and animals help us to understand that. They trust. You know, animals live in that trust of source. They trust life. So even though they may not know what's going to happen when we leave this this dimension, they trust that it will be okay as well. Why would it not? It's part of source. Mm. I want to ask you, what um, what, what are some of the questions that people ask you about animals? Uh, you know, as they as they pass on, what do you think, uh, you know, what comes to the top of the list of what the majority of people want to know? Well, you know, when and when, how and if they should help their animals pass by. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, and, I have to say that for me, that was one of the hardest uh, decisions I've ever made in my life about that. Well, it is hard. It mm-hmm. is hard, but remember, nobody ever said, blessed are the comfortable. Right. <laughs> you know, when, when, when we reach, and we, when we live deeply, and we live in our hearts, and, you know, not everything is easy. It isn't meant to be easy. It's meant to be rich and authentic, which is not often easy, but it always turns out to be what gives us the greatest joy in the end. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. You know, I was really you know, to know that by... you helped your animal, yeah. to know exactly. that you helped your your beloved animal who has dedicated their lives to you, to know that you were there for them, to help serve them at the last moment of their time here is a very rich experience, and it's a blessing. It's a blessing that we give our animal friends. Mm. You know, I, I was really struck by a couple things um, that you talk about. You know, and I want to talk about you know, this, this entire ecology of things and talk about the spiritual lessons and the spiritual wisdom, uh, because that's how we started to, to chat about this. You know, what is right. it that we are, that are, let's just say, what are, what is animal wisdom trying to tell us now about the earth, about the way to live? Because there are so many things yes. that you talk about in the book, and I would love to hear some of the lessons that we might pick up on immediately? (laughs) Well, I believe that the the most important conversation any of us on this planet should be having right now is re-looking, re-examining our relationship with animals and nature because it's critical that we expand our awareness. And this is what the animals um, are so willing to help us go through. You know, all beings have 
of lives of meaning and purpose. We somewhere along the line claim dominion. This is not true. We are guardians. But all beings deserve respect, kindness, and compassion, and that includes nature, because what we do to them, we do to ourselves. So in rescuing an animal or nature, we rescue ourselves. You know, and now more than ever, the non-human life forms have come under our care. And so it's critical that we pay attention to what animals are teaching us, the love, the joy, the being in present moment, you know, caring, sharing, life, and life is to be respected. And nature is ultimately our home, not our mailing address. Nature is our home, and we must protect that home. That's probably the biggest lesson animals are trying to share with us. Take care of our home, because without it, none of us will exist here anymore. You know, there are many things that I know that um, that we could talk about in, in the book, but one of the things I'm really struck by uh, in the book are the practices that you put forth. Um, and I love that you have these practices in here. You know, there are so many things in here that people can learn and do from the book. Um, you know, Simple. you talk about Simple. photography. You talk about, you know, bringing our attention. Yeah. I'd love for you to talk about some of these practices for a minute because they're brilliant. Sure. Well, you, you, remember, you have to remember that whatever makes an elephant or a dog or a cat alive is the same thing that makes us alive. Mm. Um, so we're only just reconnecting what we're, we're born. We're hardwired to do it. It's simple. We need to just go back into ourselves. And when we want to communicate or connect with animals or trees or whatever it is, it's all part of source. We go into that source within ourselves. And meditation is, if I have to, there are two things I tell people if you really want to change your life. You know, things we're doing every day do make a difference. We have to remember that. We're all making a difference. We pay attention to our choices. But every day, if people go into a very brief meditation, coming into one's heart, one's center, awakening to who we are on the inside, that alone, these simple, simple ways. You don't have to take fancy courses. You don't have to learn to stand on your head and juggle three balls or study with gurus in order to center yourself and do a very simple meditation and connect uh, not only with ourselves, but by connecting in the deeper realms of who we are, we connect to all other beings, including animals. It just shuts down the noise in our minds, makes us think more clearly. We connect to our heart. That, it's that simple. Wow. I can't. Th- I, I'm Honestly, I, I, you and I could chat. There's so much in the book. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Thank you so much for doing the work you do. And thank you for the invitation for all of us to learn from our fabulous animal world. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Linda. Right. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. All right, everyone. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right more right back with Transformation Network. Stay tuned.
Mystique Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistique Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, remove your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Speaker, teacher, channel, clairvoyant, Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst who channels a powerful energy from source to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance. Step into more inner and outer leadership in all facets of your life. This means being the CEO of your own destiny. Imagine a life of what you say goes. Lynn Brown, the host of Winning at the Game of Life, is going to help you activate the power in being present, owning your space, and harnessing all of your energy during her full-day workshop, Own Your Leadership, Own Your Life. Get ready to own your body, your relationships, your work, and your life. Lynn and co-facilitator Wendy Wolf have teamed up for a body and spirit experience that will transform you forever. Every person will receive two 20-minute sessions of body or aura work, amazing content, and a full one-hour healing session with Lynn or Wendy. Lunch is included. Space is limited. Sign up early and get an additional 20-minute session included. To register or for more information, contact Lynn at ruintuit.com or call 844-BE-INTUIT. Workshop is January 31st, 9.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. in downtown Bellevue. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. Hi, this is David Zarza. And Philip Zarza. And we're the Sophisticated Guys. And we're here with your tip of the week. It's a fact of life that life goes on whether we feel ready for it or not. Change is inevitable, but growth is optional. This week's sophisticated tip of the week is to help you make better decisions for yourself and your life. Start by clarifying a question or decision you need to make. Write it on a piece of paper. Read it to yourself five times as you drift off to sleep. Then notice what answer, insights, or guidance you get by the time you awaken. Trust what you receive and make that decision boldly. Remember, this technique also works with meditation. Learn more or schedule a session by visiting GetSophisticated.com. That's get G-E-T-S-O-P-H-I-S-T-I-G-A-Y-T-E-D.com and call 206-420-8660. Once again, that's 206-420-8660.
called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners. Award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit the drpatshow.com. That's T H E D R Pat Show.com for listening times in your area. <laughs> 